Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. Now, the lesson that we are going to study at this time has a double subject. And I'm going to have you shout it back at me. Take it! Take it! It's yours! It's yours! Say that to the person on both sides of you. Take it, it's yours! The other title that I gave this lesson is How to Possess Your Promised Land Now. Because you're going to find out here in the text that this was the consensus of faith. Let us go up immediately. Some of you wait until some sweet day to go up. But you'll find out that the mind of faith said what? Let us go up immediately. For we are well able to take it. It's not mess around here crawling and groveling in the dust. Now, I'm not going to read this whole text here, but I told you to turn to it in your Bibles and to keep your Bibles open there, and, and you can study the whole text. It's in the 13th chapter of the book of Numbers, the first through the 33rd verse. I think that's the entire chapter. And I'm going to read for you now the 27th through the 33rd verse, and we'll get the sense of it. Perhaps a little preface to the reading. Moses and the children of Israel were on the brink of the promised land and Moses the leader of God's people sent a committee to spy out the land now, that's why I've never done too much with committees I tried it in this church <laughs> now all committees are not bad but this one was a blip Because you see, in a committee, you have sometimes people of different minds, and some have hidden agendas. <laughs> Someone has said, never underestimate the power of a committee to mess up a good idea. <laughs> so Moses sent a committee of the children up to spy out the land, said, go on up there and Look at the land and find out what kind of people are there. If they're bad motor scooters. <laughs> and find out if there's fruit in the land. If it's a rich land. What are the products, the produce thereof? Come back and give a report. And here, I'm going to start in the 26th verse, begins the report of the committee. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, is the but. <laughs> but the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled 
and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. In other words, this, this land is just full of bad motor scooters. It flows with milk and honey, all right. It's good. It's got what we want. This is what God promised us. But some bad folks are in our way. Uh-huh. Does that sound familiar? Beginning again at the 30th verse. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses, the bad news committee. Some of you can think now, you may have had some people in your life that were just bad news. That's why I have told you don't always tell people your vision. You've got to be careful who you tell your aspirations and your ambitions to because there are a lot of bad news bears out there. I like to tell folks what I'm going to do after it's already done. Then I'll be like Gene Autry. I won't worry because it makes no difference now. So Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. In other words, he was saying to the bad news committee, shut up. Who are you listening to? <laughs> As I've said before, there are voices always talking to the mind. Listen, your mind is always being talked to. Consciously, unconsciously, and subconsciously. Day and night, voices talk to the mind. This is why you have to take over and use your power of divine self-mastery and tell your mind what to think and tell your feelings how to feel and tell your body how to react. Notice Caleb here, right in the middle of all of that bad news. What did he say? He said, let us go up at once. But I like what is said before that. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. Moses is the leader of God's people. Moses. The people had to be still. And in your mind, there are a lot of different people's voices that you've got to still before you can possess your promised land. Who are you listening to? Be still and know that I am God. And he, Caleb cut right through all of that foolishness and said, let us go up at once. Don't waste any more time listening to bad news. Don't waste any more time listening to doubts and fears and worries. Because if you do continue to listen to negatives, whatever the mind listens to over a prolonged period, it will tend to believe. You see, the subconscious mind is a listener and a believer. What it hears constantly, it will believe and act in accordance therewith and bring it into manifestation. This is why you've got to be careful who you're listening to and what you are listening to. And the mind must be commanded to listen only to the word of God, the word of good. Again, this is why Jesus, the master man, the mastermind, first disciplines the faculty of what? Hearing.
You see how important that is? So if you are going to be a master in life so that you can possess the good that God has ordained for you, you are going to have to discipline your ear. Because as I say, and I say it again and again millions of times, everybody's after your mind, and whoever gets the mind gets the behind. Everybody's talking at me. Everybody's after your mind to tell you, no, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You know you can't because you're too black. You're too white. You're too rich. You're too poor. You're too young. You're too old. Well, to get fundamentalist for a moment, make up your mind, devil. Again, listen to the voice of Caleb. And he said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. We've got the power. I've got the power. Never mind the giants. Never mind the Amalekites and the Jebusites and the bad motor scooters. I've got the power. All power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. And I will not stand here shaking and trembling before the giants of fear and unbelief. Let me get going at once. This is a very good mind technique, and please catch this, catch this quickly. Get in the habit, if you find doubt, fear, and negatives talking to your mind, go up at once. Are you catching what I mean? Stop the voices of negativity and doubt and worry and fear at once. Don't dilly-dally with the devil. See, that's how some people get caught, the dilly-dally. Kind of listening. Well, you know that is reasonable, you know. Well, you know that is so. They sure don't like me. I did think they act kind of funny. Say to all of the faculties of your mind, what? Let us go up. You see, because when you are there listening and having a conference with all of the voices of doubt, worry, and unbelief, in the first place you are down below the level of consciousness where you belong. Everything happens, operates on its correlative level of consciousness. But when you find yourself being barraged by all of the negative suggestions and messages, Say again to the faculties of your mind, what? Let us go up at once. Flee as a bird to the mountain. We are well able to overcome it. Starting at the 31st verse. But the man that went up with him said, No. Mm -mm. Forget it. We be not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. They're boogeymen that will get us. <laughs> By the way, I've told you this several times before, and I can't tell you too much. Don't ever 
tell your small children these boogeyman stories because that's what's locked deep in the subconscious memory banks of some of you now. It's the same old boogeyman that mama used to scare you with. And you see what they're saying here? All these boogeymen. Oh, he can't do that. There are boogeymen there. It will eat us up. <laughs> and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Big motor scooters. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. Listen to this. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. So we were in their sight. Your boogeymen see you as you see yourself. Ooh you need to write that down and I'm going to tell you what I mean if you don't know what I mean. Repeat it after me. Your boogeyman see you exactly as you see yourself. Your fears see you exactly as you see yourself. <laughs> Notice he said we were in our own eyes as grasshoppers. <laughs> and they even got that into the religious hymn of the church for such a worm as I. And because we saw ourselves as grasshoppers, they saw us as grasshoppers. Others see us objectively as we see ourselves subjectively. Isn't that interesting? That's the last verse, I believe, in that chapter. And really, this is like the bottom line. How do you see yourself? In your heart of hearts. How do you see yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Do you feel that you are a victim? Do you feel that you're just at the mercy of circumstances and conditions? Well, if you do, an old mangy dog that would run from somebody else would bite you. And you know, we're told never run from a bad dog. That, that's the first thing, that's the wrongest thing you can do unless you see you can get over the other side of the fence fast enough. <laughs> One of my neighborhoods, everybody, I guess, has, has dogs. When I, when I go, I carry my rod and my staff. <laughs> in case some of those bad ones don't want to recognize the presence of God in me. You say, the presence of God in me. <laughs> <laughs> the presence of God in you, you motor scooter, you. <laughs> so how do I see myself? You see, again, this goes back to what Reverend Ike says, life meets me how? Just like a meet life. You go through life seeing yourself as a grasshopper. Everybody else will see you as a grasshopper. You go through life seeing yourself as a worm. Everybody else will see you as a worm. And what do people do with worms? They step on it. All right. Assalamu alaikum, family. Can you all hear me? Let me know if you can hear me and see me in the comment section. Just put yes if you can. Put yes if you can. Today we will be watching part two 
of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speak on uh, belief in Allah. If you are here for your very first time, I want you to press the number one. If you're here for your very first time, press the number one in the comment section. If this is your first time on the power call. All right, we want to shout out to, what is that, Lisa Muhammad on Facebook. Anybody else on the Zoom this morning, you're on for your very first time. Shout out to Joseph Mayberry, Bree Williams. All right, well, if you are on the Zoom with us, make sure that as you are listening that you take notes because at the end, we would like for everyone to share something that stood out for you. Um, if you guys are interested in attending your local Muhammad Master Study Group, you can go to www.noistudygroup.com. And that's how, uh, well, somebody's going to reach out to you and uh, find out what city and state you're in to help you find your location. Shout out to Lisa McDowell on the Zoom. Shout out to Queen Lasara on the Zoom. Anybody else on the Zoom? Yeah, this is seen coming to America. Mm -mm. One of the main characters' name is Lisa McDowell. <laughs> uh, who is that? Ajapreneur Ali. Shout out to Ajapreneur Ali on on YouTube. I mean, on on Facebook. All right, let's get to it. Again, this is part two of belief in Allah. And make sure you take notes. Uh, we end around, well, we're going to end around 10 a.m. So let's make sure that you keep your comments between three to five minutes. If you guys don't know the rules, uh, Brother Wesley will be posting them inside of the group chat. Also, uh, the Telegram, he'll be posting inside of the, of the Zoom chat as well for y'all who would like to join the Telegram. All right, let's get to it. Where is the mention of Elijah? Malachi, fourth chapter, from the fourth, fifth, and sixth verses. Fourth chapter, from the fourth verse to the sixth verse. Listen. Elijah and Jesus is one and the same. Elijah, Jesus, and the Muhammad of the Quran are one and the same. You got a Jesus 2,000 years ago, a sign. A Muhammad 1,400 years ago, a sign of Muhammad the Messiah, Muhammad the Mahdi that would come at the end of the world of this old vision and old idea. Muhammad the praised one, Jesus the praised one, Elijah meaning God, God, God my God. Man, brothers and sisters, now, the book Malachi means my messenger. 
When should we expect him? In the fourth chapter. The four means four thousand years from his prototype. Who is the prototype of the messenger? Moses. Moses came in a land of bondage not to integrate the children of Israel but to bring them out remember the words after 400 years I will come and judge that nation and afterwards you shall come out with great substance and go to your fathers in peace so Moses is the prototype both the Bible and Quran tell you that the last man would be a man like Moses he would have to be a man in a strange land among a strange people he would have to be a man coming up out of bondage Jesus was not a man in bondage not the one two thousand years ago talk to me Muhammad of fourteen hundred years ago was not under no wicked king like Pharaoh talk to me sorry about that they were signs of a man that would come in the last day the first four four thousand years from Moses the second four four hundred years after they had been in bondage the six six thousand years from the making of the enemy race of people you should look for my messenger Elijah Jesus Muhammad look for him now what time is it what time is it what time is it we are four thousand years from Moses and we have lived in America under bondage 400 years we are six thousand years from the making of Adam or the beginning of the white race so we are at the end of our time of bondage and we are at the end of their time of rule so now God has come and we should look for Elijah we should look for Jesus and we should look for Muhammad what will Elijah do he will turn the hearts of the children back to their father Elijah is an axis upon which the people turn back to God Jesus is a man who comes from the father the father sends him the father makes him and he brings forth a people that bear witness of the father he brings forth gods he brings forth not prophets but gods that's why Solomon who was the wisest man of the Old Testament Jesus said Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as the least of these Jesus's followers are you a follower of Jesus no you are not where's your wisdom what have you built nothing sorry about that you're not wiser than Solomon 
If you had the wisdom of Jesus, Solomon would sit at your feet. You would have to sit at Solomon's feet, not me. Solomon would be right there in the front row. Solomon would be getting his ex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now. I'm sorry, uh, I have to finish this real quick. <clears throat> now, Elijah, Jesus, Muhammad, all the same person. Now, beloved, he's going to be a black man. And if he comes to save a people oppressed and in bondage who are black, and the scripture says in the book of Deuteronomy, I will raise up, God talking to Moses, from among their brethren, one like unto you. Talking to Moses. He says, I'm going to put my word in his mouth. And he shall speak unto them all that I have commanded him. Jesus said the same thing. That that I hear, that shall I speak. He couldn't speak ahead of God. He only spoke after God spoke. This Quran was a revelation of God speaking to Muhammad through Gabriel. And Muhammad speaking only after he heard what God had to say. These are signs of a man who would come up from among you. Yes, you are going to produce Elijah. You are going to produce the Jesus. You are going to produce the Muhammad. And the, the vision, the idea, the word would come first to you. Jesus said, I thank thee, Father in heaven, for keeping these things from the wise and the prudent man and revealing them unto babes. Now, the concluding thought is this. Once you hear the word and meet the man, the man and the word are one. But the man, understanding the man is the key to unlock the word. You can't take the word and leave the man. You gotta take the man who brings the word and then study the man for the man is the word in action. And therefore, when you study the man and feed on the word, then the love that you have in your heart for the man is the key to unlock the power of the word. The word is light. Listen, in the Quran, it says, Allah 
is the friend of those who believe. He brings them out of darkness into light. So belief is compared to light. Now the word of God is light. When you believe in the word, that is light upon light. I'm going to say it again. The word is light. Faith in the word is also light. If you hear the word, you are also receiving light. But if you don't believe, then you can't open the power of the word that you're receiving. It can't benefit you because you don't believe. If you believe, then there's a tendency to carry into practice your faith. So faith is light upon light, which magnifies the power in the word and gives the believer the power of his faith and the power of the word and the power times the power is the ability to do the work that God has put upon us to bring into reality the vision what is the vision what is the vision y'all all right I am too I feel I feel very excellent <laughs> I was so full when I came here today because I don't come out unless Allah gives me something to give to you and, I, and when I, he gives it to me I come out and share it with you but this is the critical part of the lecture now all of that that you heard is wonderful it's it's nice it may be palatable but you are not gonna benefit you none of you you're not gonna get any benefit from hearing it the benefit comes when that word enters your heart and you believe in it then that faith is a light upon the light of the word the word contains power but faith unleashes the power in the word faith unleashes the power in the word now what is the vision Jesus brought with him a kingdom his kingdom was not of this world Isaiah the prophet said for unto us a child is born a son is given and a government not the US government no not Haitian government not Chinese government French Italian 
British, Japanese. No, those are the governments of this world. Jesus was not of this world. He came bringing with him a government. The government was upon his shoulders. And the book said he would be called wonderful. Full of wonder. I mean, when you know him, you wonder. Oh, what a man. Like the scripture said, what manner of man is this? I mean, to, to behold a man of such exquisite beauty. It's full of wonderment. He'll be a wonderful counselor. Meaning, he got light of guidance. His guidance will give you the power of discernment. Faculty of vision sight. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God. If you say God, you're already saying he got force and power. But they put an adjective in front of God. God is already mighty. But then they call him the, not a mighty God, the mighty God. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a man. A man that got force and power, but he's called the mighty God because no other man in existence has power and force equal to his. Therefore, he's called the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, and of the increase of his government of peace, there shall be no end. Well, brothers and sisters, I am here as a witness bearer of this Jesus, yes, sir. Yes, sir. this Muhammad, this Elijah. And I can prove to you at no limit of time that I am his witness. And it ain't got nothing to do with vanity now. I'm just going to deal with raw facts. I am not the man. But I am the witness of the man. Not a witness, the witness. Well, listen. Now. Elijah Muhammad built something when he was among us and what he built contained his vision for black America what do you envision Elijah we envision 
a world. At the root of that world is Islam. Islam is an Arabic word which means obedience to the will of God. Obedience to God's will is at the root of the idea that brings up the vision of a world in total obedience to God. We, we got to survive in the white man's world. We're in it. We don't have to be of it. But we are in it. We definitely are in it. So, we don't have a hope in politics that politics is going to solve our problem. But politics will help. So if you want to run for political office, that's fine. But don't get bogged down in that. Because that's the vision of his world. That's closing down. Your world is going to have politics. But it's not going to be the politics of this world, which is based on compromise and a whole lot of BS. You know what I'm talking about. Based on lies and chicanery. Looking out for the rich at the expense of the poor. That's not Jesus' world. Jesus loved the poor. Jesus worked for the poor. Jesus came out of the poor. This world's education ain't the right thing. We got to have a new education. This world's religion, forget it. Satan has corrupted the religion of the world, brother. Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, I don't care what you call it. Satan got his hand in it. What God demands and what the scripture says, Behold, I make all things new. Yeah. New government. New education, new religion, new science of economics, new science of health and medicine. It's a whole new world. That's the vision. Now the question is, hey, all right, Farrakhan, it's a new vision, fine. Now look, faith, I got to have faith in order to bring it into reality. Faith is a confident belief in the truth, value, or trustworthiness of a person, an idea, or a thing, but it's a belief that does not necessarily rest on logical proof or material evidence. Now most people, if it's not logical, I, oh no, I've studied logic. And it doesn't seem logical. No, brother. Logic is based on your ability to think on the material evidence and work within the scope of what you, in your mind, 
are able to agree is possible. Logic sometimes conflicts with faith. See, faith allows you to see beyond logic. Logic will restrict you to what you can logically see and understand. God don't deal with logic. His logic is far beyond our ability to logically understand his logic. Would you do me a favor? Put yourself in Moses' shoes. And God tells you, hey, go to Pharaoh and tell him that I said, let you all go. Logically speaking, this don't make too much sense. Wait, wait, wait. Who going to tell him sent me? Uh, who, uh, what, what should I, who should I tell him? You know, tell him I am that I am. Well, I'm more confused than ever now. But I'll go because you sent me. But I'm going like this. My heart pounding. My knees shaking. Uh, Pharaoh. I was told to come and tell you, let the people go. Pharaoh said, and who told you? Who is this God? I don't know no God other than me. Well, he's I am that I am. Can you imagine Pharaoh telling him, look, nothing. You better get out of here before I put something on you. <laughs> now this man go back to God. Pharaoh done got angry, put more stuff on the children of Israel. And he complains. He said, God, I went did just what you told me to do. And now this man persecuting my people all the more. He said, go back to him. Yes, Take this rod with you. <laughs> Look, God is building his servants faith. He's building his servants confidence. He's building his servants courage. Because you're going to defy logic. You're going to defy conventional wisdom. And the world is going to say you are crazy. Is. Do you believe? Isaiah the prophet, he said they saw him coming. He said there was none to uphold him. So his own right arm, it upheld him. Traveling in the greatness of his own strength. That's power, man. 
and he comes alone. He didn't have no army with him. He came by himself. This, this is a powerful Christ, a powerful God. Then the scripture asks the question, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? notice a child when you got a little muscle the child said let me see your muscle and you <laughs> feel that baby <laughs> and when the child feels this big arm he said whoa <laughs> my daddy can beat your daddy <laughs> and then when you tell him baby jump he never jumped off the landing before but he'll jump into your arms because you've shown him the arm of his father. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who knows God's power? When you know God's power and put your trust in God's power, you defy logic and you defy a world of scholarship and you bring in new logic, new scholarship. They have to rearrange themselves. Now I'm going to prove myself. Y'all all right? Now I'm closing, but I don't want nobody to move. Because all my young brothers who today have a fetish or a fancy with guns and you like the feel of steel in your pocket and when you have your gun you get this feeling of invincibility the bigger the gun the bigger your heart what? What you say? What you say? You ain't got no heart. But your heart is in the gun. If you lose the gun, what happened to your courage? You don't have any. And who would defy a gun? This is logic. Logically speaking, when somebody got a gun at your head, brother, logically you're supposed to surrender. That's logic. Whoa! I can't deal with the heat of that gun. Oh, what you want? What you want? I give you what I ain't got. It if I ain't got it, just put that gun down. <laughs> but faith is a confident belief in the truth, value, or trustworthiness of a person, an idea, or a truth. A belief that does not rest necessarily on logical proof or material evidence. And it is that faith which gives light on top of light that then extrapolates the power.
power of the word and then a common man and woman can do uncommon things and a, an ordinary person can do extraordinary exploits a natural man can do supernatural things with faith in God and faith in God's word now let's bring this to a conclusion Joshua the vicegerent of Moses the one who took Moses place and led the children of Israel into the promised land look at the words of God he said there shall not any man be able to stand before you Joshua all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not fail you nor forsake you look at the words now he's telling Josh the servant of Moses Moses is dead now Joshua gotta take him in to the promised land God gotta let him know I'm with you like I was with your father Moses I'm gonna be with you I will not fail you nor will I forsake you so be strong and of good courage for unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them only you must be strong and very courageous in other words the more you put your faith in me the stronger you will become the more faith you have in my word the more courageous you become and you've got to be strong and courageous for me to give you the land then Joshua you must do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you and turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go don't deviate from what Moses taught you if you want to be prosperous then he said this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you should meditate on it night and day that you may observe to do according to all that is written for then you will make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success and then he asked him again have not I commanded you be strong be not afraid neither
be you dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you wherever thou goest look at those words think on them feed on them in your heart now over here in the book of first Samuel listen I, I, I just wanted to read a few uh, things uh, that I think you would appreciate huh here David is going out to fight Goliath David tells the king Saul I'll go out and fight him well, who is this upstart he said well if you're gonna go out take my helmet of brass take my coat of mail take my sword and David tries them on and he says ah uh, he said uh, king I, I can't take these because I have not proved them I haven't proved this help I haven't proved this coat of mail nor have I proved your sword I have to leave these and then he went to a brook and he picked up five smooth stones and he put them in a pouch and he went out to meet Goliath and when Goliath saw him he said what is that? am I a dog you gonna send this out to meet me am I a dog or something that little boy should be walking the dog David reached in his pouch and took out one stone but before he took that stone out he told Saul when Saul asked him how are you gonna do this he said God delivered the bear and the lion into my hands I slew a bear and a lion sure he will be with me to slay Goliath now look at this see God is trying to show the servant put your trust in me don't put your trust in anything else put your trust in me man I deliver a lion for you I deliver the bear I'm gonna deliver this big giant for you he reached in his pouch he took out one stone and hit the boy in the head and he fell then David went up took his sword cut off his head his fame spread throughout the land the honorable Elijah Muhammad recited this to me one day and he said brother do you know what those five stones were I said no sir he said they're the five principles of Islam they're the five pillars of faith. He said, 
said he only needed one stone to do the job. He said, and you know what that one stone was? I said, no, sir. He said, it is belief in Allah. That's all you got to do to win is believe in Allah and go forward. He said, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, conquered all the tribes and was the most successful of any prophet that ever lived with that one principle, belief in Allah. There is no gun. There is no power bigger, greater than Allah. If only you would believe in him. If we only believe, then our belief would be light on the light that is in the word. Then that's power added to power and it would explode you. The power that each one of you have within yourself is an untapped reservoir that you don't know how to use and this is why you're sick and you're suffering and you're dying because you don't know how to how to tap the power of your own soul listen to me please You have faith healers. I didn't say fake healers. I said faith healers. You have faith. The man says, do you believe? That's the first thing he asks. But if you don't believe, I can't act. Your belief is the power to heal yourself. Follow me now. Do you believe? And he said, by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, you heal. Touch you on the head, you fall out. Whoa! I can walk. I can see. Walk. Sometimes it's fake, man. But sometimes it's real. The wings of healing and the wings of power come in on your your not mine your faith Jesus said O ye of little faith if you had faith the grain of a mustard seed you could say to the mountain be removed and the mountain would be removed but you you, 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 you. You don't even have faith. The grain of a mustard seed and a mustard seed is so small you can hardly see it. Brothers, sisters, if we developed faith, there is nothing that we could not accomplish in the name of God. You know what your problem is? 
you don't have even a worthy goal to strive after. I'm going to give you an assignment today. Here's an assignment. Is this something you want? Do you want something? Something that you want but you have not been able to get it? Huh? Close your eyes. Do you see it? Can you see it? Now listen to me. If it's a car, close your eyes and see it. If it's a house, close your eyes and see it. Whatever it is that you want, first envision it. You got the picture. Do you see it? All right, now the question is, you have to claim what you see. I claim this. I claim it. I believe with all my heart in the name of God that I'll bring what is in my imagination into reality. But I can't just dream. I gotta go to work. And whatever you envision, say a prayer to the Lord of creation and ask him to bless you to bring into reality this little thing that you see and want. Now, be of good courage, be strong, be not dismayed. You can't have doubt and accomplish your vision. You gotta believe totally you can get it. You can bring it with God's help. And maybe some of you will have it next week. Maybe you have it 30 days from now. But when you get it, bring it. If, you, if it's a house, you can't bring it. Just keep it. Bring a picture and show others what your faith brought about. You see this universe out here? Everything you could imagine, God has already got it here. But if you don't draw on it, you can't get it. And if you don't believe that you can get it, you won't get it. Now those of you who are ill and want relief from your illness. There is nothing impossible for God. Let me start right there. Well, they told me my sickness is incurable. I know what they say. They say because their wisdom has run out. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to me that when Allah created the heavens and the earth from nothing, he destroyed the impossible. There's no such thing as impossibility. 
Once you say it is impossible for me to walk, it is impossible for me to see, it is impossible for me, you've closed the door. But once you open up the realm of possibility, it begins faith, makes you defy logic. Logically speaking, I don't think I will ever do But we ain't talking about logic. We're talking about faith that goes beyond logic. Now I want you to try this. Try it on a small thing until you get strong enough to try it on something bigger. And every time God makes you successful with a little thing, be grateful for the little thing. Then go on, don't stop, get a bigger goal and a bigger goal and a bigger goal. Now, in my conclusion, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed from us this February will be 20 years. He had built an $80 million empire from nothing. He had hundreds of mosques, thousands of believers, and his word had gone throughout the earth. The government of the United States working through hypocrites and enemies brought the nation to an art. For all intents and purposes, the nation of Islam was gone. Your brother, who is a student of the great master teacher, Elijah, Jesus, Muhammad. But to be a student of Elijah, Jesus, and Muhammad is to be a master of Socrates, Plato, Galileo, Hegel, Freud, Jung. To be a student of Jesus is to be a master of this world. Just to be a, but you got to be a good student. Can't just be sitting in the class. A lot of you just go to school to take up space. Come to the mosque to sit down and be entertained with knowledge. And that ain't no good student. Because I'm going to get credit from God for teaching you. The question is, what credit will you get when God asks you, how did you respond to what you heard? You say, well, I heard it. It was great. I really liked it. You should have seen how many times I jumped up and applauded. God, I jumped up 65 times, clapped my hands till my hands was red, went out of there feeling so good, and I went back to my room. And there was a mouse on the table. I kicked the mouse out and I ate the cheese. <laughs> and I can't wait to go back to the mosque again so I can come back to that little dirty nasty room I'm living in. Well, 
because hell, if you're in Islam and all you got is a little dirty, funky room to live in, you just sitting there taking up space. You need to go on somewhere or get busy and do something with what you've been taught. Sitting around here with nothing in your pocket and claim to be with Elijah? Hell no. Running around trying to find a gun to defend you with? Because you got a dangerous assignment, you have no courage, no heart, you need a gun and you got God, but you forsake God and pick up a gun? Punk, die with your damn gun then. Excuse me, excuse me, I shouldn't use that kind of word, but I'm a, I, I get hurt when you got all the power sitting around you and don't know how to tap into it because you're weak in faith. Don't send faithless men to do big jobs. You gonna work with black people? Yes, sir. You better have some faith. Yes, you gonna work in a so-called gang-infested area? You better have some faith. Yes, you don't go to my brothers and sisters with guns. Yes, go to them with God. Yes, you can't get me to put a gun on me. when I lost my mind. I did. I bought two guns. But I had really lost my mind. I, I lost my faith. There was a time that Donald Elijah Muhammad was gone and I lost my faith and I was living out in Beverly and you white boys was brick batting my house. My granddaughter was just a baby then laying on the floor and they threw a milk bottle and brick in the window but God protected her she was in a ring of glass but there was a field that no glass got in and the glass didn't get in where she was laying that let me know God was with her and with me but I didn't pick up on the sign I went and got me a gun And after I bought the gun, this is the truth. I bought it out in a gun shop in Dalton. And they have a shooting range in the back. And I, this is the first time I ever fired a gun. Uh, PPK, I think it was. I bought my wife a Browning automatic, I think. Or we was going to shoot down on her. <laughs> And I went in that back room and they had this black image. I was supposed to blow that black image away. That was the target. The target wasn't white, it was black. They said, just squeeze. And I squeezed. And every time I squeezed, I really hit the target. 
But man, sweat started dropping out from under my arm like a faucet was running. I knew then that the gun was not for me. I'm like David, I ain't proved that. I ain't putting my confidence in that. I went to the police station. Said, where's the captain? Who wants to see him? Louis Farrakhan. I went in his office. I said, Captain, I said, some little white boys in the neighborhood throwing bricks in my window. I said, it seems like you all know how to make examples of little black boys, but you don't know how to make examples of your own. So I went and bought me two guns. And the next little white boy that throw anything in my window, I'm going to put a bullet in his. I wasn't quite as, as developed as I am. This cat said to me, and if you do, we'll be coming after you. I said, you just have to do that. And I walked out of his office. Ain't another brick come near my window. Meant that I would have shot him. And when my granddaughter's mother was pregnant with her, some white boy threw her down in the snow. I put my gun in my pocket and went out. If I had seen him, I'd been in jail now. Because I don't buy nothing to play with it. If I buy it, I intend to use it if it need to be used. That's intelligent. You don't buy a pot not to cook in it. A vacuum not to clean with it. So naturally, you got all these guns, brothers. You want to shoot something. And you don't want to shoot tin cans. You want to shoot empty-headed black folk. So you out here killing each other because of your romance with a gun. But the white man don't fear the gun because he got something bigger. And I'm telling you brothers, he has already laid the plan and is about to execute his plan. Did you see him on television last week? All right, let me know if y'all can hear me now. Um, so I got a special request. You can un y'all can undo the the chat for now. Um, I got a special request. So tomorrow we have a special guest already. So do y'all mind if we pick up the last part of the minister's lecture on Saturday morning? Let me know what y'all think. Um, because we got about 40 more minutes to go and I would actually like to hear y'all feedback. I know we got some new people that's on. So, um, instead of like the only way for us to finish this lecture is if we just let it go and then nobody will be able to get a feedback cause I got to go at 10. So can we just finish it up? Oh yeah. Y'all do got MGT class. Good God almighty. 
Well, sisters, y'all can catch back up. I mean, I ain't always. Ain't we right. got we got more lost files than MDT in here. Y'all gonna have to catch up. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. We're gonna let people give their feedback uh today. Y'all, y'all just gonna have to catch up, sisters. Okay. Right, y'all will be all right. So raise your hand if you um have anything that stood out for you that you would like to share. Raise your hand if you have something that stood out for you that you would like to share. Go ahead. So the biggest one for me, I sound like I'm everyone, um, but the biggest thing I heard that jumped at me was when he said, logic is based on your ability to think on the material evidence and work on what your scope of mind is able to agree with. Logic sometimes conflicts with faith, and faith allows you to see beyond logic. Um, that hit so hard for me because I'm a logical thinker. <laughs> I'm someone that it has to make sense. I have to be able to see how A connects to B or how you got from A to B. Um, but when I first started to meditate, I think that was my, like my first real taste of being able to have faith. And then coming into the teachings um, without actually trying to, I feel like my faith grew. And certain things that I didn't know how it was going to work, how we were going to make work, or, you know, just like, it was another quote in here that ties into it. Oh, a natural man can do supernatural things with faith. So when you do have faith, things that don't make sense, but let's just say in you're in a, a, a bind, a squeeze, whatever. Logically, it makes absolutely no sense for things to work out. But when you have faith, a lot of times they do work out. Almost every time, honestly, if you if you're walking, you know, righteously and you're you're doing right by others, I've never had since well, I won't say since, but um more recently than before when I think about something that not only do I want and need and I believe I deserve it, it it'll happen. I look around, like I turn around and it's there. And um, so that to me is more true than almost any logical statement I could hear. <laughs> and that's, yeah. Praise be to Allah. My first thing that I want to share is when the minister spoke about uh, the angel I think he said Gabriel, but Jabril, but I'm, I think he, he, he said Gabriel, but um, he said that's a sign of a man that will come up from among you. Um, you will produce Elijah, Jesus, Muhammad. Okay, so he was okay. I now get the point. He was saying that basically amongst us as a people. That we amongst us will produce Elijah, Jesus, Muhammad. That that sign was a man not coming up until Gabriel spoke to him. And as we hear the the passing of Brother Jibril, our angel, and hear the minister relate him to that, how he was the one who raised the minister back up. 
the thought that came to my mind was the minister is the Elijah in our midst. The minister is the Jesus in our midst. The, the minister is the Muhammad in our midst who did not speak or come up until Jabril spoke to him. Now, this is way back in the day. This is decades ago when the minister uh, um, said this. But now as we hear more about Brother Jabril and more of the world is hearing more about Brother Jabril, the minister and Brother Jabril actually fits this statement about the minister going away uh, in that three-year period. He kind of went away from the teachings, wasn't speaking, and he did not come back up until Brother Jabril spoke to him. So when the minister said, you will produce Elijah, you will produce Jesus, you will produce Muhammad, that was a sign, that is a sign to me of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and I miss uh, today. So that was one of the first things amongst many that stood out uh to me the minister stepped out for three years yeah i didn't i didn't know it was that long of a time period mm -hmm. wow. you, uh he said it during the uh the lecture on when he spoke about brother jabril the other day sister she line uh oh hold on wait 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 before i go to you Yeah, you do. Because we listened to it in the car, and he said on the third year, he after reading what he said, we were listening. I don't know why it never like clicked the. It actually like a whole three years like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she lying. Uh oh. Okay, so greetings to everyone. Okay, so a couple of. Things stuck out with the brother, the first one that we listened to as we were coming into the call, when he said, stop the voices of doubt, fear, and the negative and the worry at once, and don't dilly-dabble <laughs> with the devil. Mm. Haven't heard that word in such a long time. Say to all of the faculties of your mind, let's go, let us go up at once. another something how do i see myself at the mercy of our circumstances i think i may have written that down wrong but also we don't know how to tap into the power of our own soul the reason we're sick your belief is the power to heal yourself also and lastly we don't have a worthy goal to strive after. We should close our eyes and see it, claim it, totally believe you can have it. Those are the things that stuck out to me. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Thank you. I want to share something with y'all. Uh, I was listening to somebody yesterday and um, it actually helped me with taking notes today. Um, because typically I would kind of just like write down something that the minister said or the speaker said and try to remember verbatim what they said. And that's what I put in my notes. But this guy said what he got from another person, which has been very helpful for him. And it kind of helped me even have a little bit better insight, uh, as I listen to these lectures and takes notes. Now he said, instead of writing down what the person said at the business meeting, because it was it was like a business conference. Instead of writing down exactly what they said, write down the thought that you got about what they said. 
Yeah, he said, write down the thought that you got about what what he said and then expound on that and think about what thoughts is coming up in your mind, what ideas is coming up in your mind, because great ideas is going to come from something that they said. But if we're focused on let me transcribe what he said when I can go back and, you know, rewatch it and transcribe that, but try to pick up on the thoughts that's coming up in your mind. Like when they come up with, you know, you may come up with a plan, an idea. That's what you want to write down so that you don't forget. So I just want to share that because I got that yesterday. Something else that came to my mind though, from this lecture was the minister said faith. Well, I put faith times the word or power times power equals explosion and the explosion is you. The explosion is you going to do the work. Um, God is force and power. Uh, the minister said work is force times distance. And so when he said faith unleashes the power of the word, the way that he broke that down, I wrote down, well, also faith unleashes the power in self. Because the word is from God, so there's there's good in it. But then I said, well, hold on. Now, if we are, what they say, faithfully and wonderfully made, if we made in the image and likeness of God, well, that means there's something good also already in us from birth. There's wisdom already in us. That's why babies already naturally know how to do certain things. They know how to pull on the breast. Nobody had to tell them to do that. Something inside of them already knows what to do. So if we have not just faith in the word, not just faith in God, but faith in ourselves, that will also unleash the assets that's already in you without you having to be on a Zoom call. Without you having to go read a book, without you having to go to a conference, there's something of good already in you that if you just have faith in yourself, you will be able to tap into it. I also wrote down the power comes in on your faith, not the other person's faith. So the minister can have faith. He know that he can have a word and believe in the word, but it's only going to work at the extent that we do. It's only going to work at the extent that we have faith in it. So that brought me to, as I close, Brother Yankan Adan. He came to my mind. I said, man, this brother is up in age. Not that he's super old, but he's he was older than majority of the young people that was trying to learn social media. But he came in and took the number one spot as the affiliate. He came in $10,000 in 60 days, over $125,000 he's made in the digital real estate program. How was he able to do this? I said, wow, he was the one in the very beginning that said, I believe that you, that Master Far Muhammad is going to fulfill his purpose through you. Now, listen, I ain't putting that jacket on myself. I let him say it, but he believed in it. And of course, the work is kind of bearing witness to a lot of people are being helped in that. But he believed he saw it from that angle. So now when he gets the challenge, when he gets the product, when he becomes an affiliate, he excels everyone else. Not because he got knowledge that somebody else don't have. Not because I gave him private classes that I didn't give to somebody else. But his faith tied with the product is what produced the power that he has to produce the results that he got in the digital real estate program. So that's what came up to me. And then now that I'm thinking about that, that also makes me think of the minister when the honorable Elijah Muhammad told him, 
I didn't teach you. I didn't take you off and teach you any other teaching. I taught you the same teaching I taught everybody else. It was only Allah that could have made you put it the way that you put it. Well, the minister had a different type of faith in the honorable Elijah Muhammad, maybe than everybody else. Yeah, he received the same lectures. He got the same message to the black man, but his faith is the asset and what sets him apart. So that's one thing that stood out for me when it came out to the to the to the faith. All right, let's go to Brother Tony. Brother Tony. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. All praise be to Allah. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for this, Claire, bro. Uh, what stood out in my mind is faith. But the thought that I got from faith is mathematical and science. So my understanding of faith is mathematical and science. The minister said that we sit in the class, right, as students. But that's all we're doing is getting entertained with knowledge. Mm. Likewise, and so did with this class, we can be entertained with knowledge of Brother Ben. We can personality worship Brother Ben. But if we go into the root of the aim and purpose, motive, and intention of what Brother Ben is giving us, right, then that faith will turn into some substance called cash money. Praise be to Allah. So what I'm what I'm learning and what I have learned from you is sometimes I go out with my watermelon. Sometimes I get in my truck. Every morning I wake up, when my feet hit the ground, I'm looking to hunt. I'm a warrior. Rain, hell, snow, earthquake, I'm going to go get it and come back with it. You can cut me in and cut it out. But this is what I'm learning, Brother Ben. I tried one of your techniques yesterday that I learned from digital real estate a long time ago. So I've been sitting back in the cut. Because sometimes we can get too much information. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to close with this. I got the information, and business was a little slow, so I said a prayer. I got on the computer. I took my list of people, and I downloaded an app, a text message app. Come on. Right? And that text message app that I downloaded, I had like 100. I, I, I got so many customers, it's pathetic. I got a lot of customers. So I, I put in about 150. And I went out with... with with about 50 watermelon that I had left from 250 that I bought earlier during the week, part-time, at $15 to $20 a pop. Then I did the bait and switch, and I put them on sale, two for 25 one for 15 And I sold out so fast, it was pitiful, and people would start binging me and calling me, Brother Tony, thank you, Brother Tony, thank you. And I sold out so quick, I say it worked. Right. So my faith is mathematical in the science of the experimentation or knowing how something is done. So I took what I already knew and then I digitalized it with the text. And I shot out one text and it went to everybody from downloading the app and sold out yesterday. Now I'm ready to re-up. So that's that's what I get out of the faith. And that's what I get out of uh, uh, the science and the math. And I'm going to close on this, brother, Ben. We 40, we 50, we 10, however old we are. Faith is the Evidence of thing hope for, but not yet seen, or we don't know how it's gonna happen. But how did you get to where you are? And how many times have you worried about how you're gonna pay your rent and your light bill and so forth? And God always came through. So I'm gonna leave you on that. Salam alaikum, brother. Well, alaikum salam. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Uncle Jojo. We got Uncle Jojo. I know a lot of y'all may not know him. We got the great. Brother Uncle Jojo in the building does a lot of work in the area of Dallas when it comes to these youth with these children. So shout out to Brother Uncle Jojo being on and shout out to Brother Tony always hustling. Got that straight drop watermelon. Oh, he going to have some watermelon for you, boy. 
All right, let's go to Prime Bishop. Grace and peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum So going off of what you had said about the thought and building off of the thought. So thinking about even from yesterday's where most are waiting for the Messiah to come fly in the sky and on the clouds and, you know, come down like that. And, you know, I used to be on that same track, not going to lie. But using a little bit of logic, and this is why I just want to build upon logic a little bit, because believing, you know, so many Christians believe in this. So many believe that they will be raptured up, beamed up, beam me up, Scotty, and all this type of stuff because they're not interpreting the scriptures correctly. And so, you know, when I think about logic, like logically, man ain't flying unless it's in a plane. <laughs> Something like that. Or now they now they got the drones. But the whole point is that when it comes to, you know, the scriptures to have faith in them and and, and don't be a fundamentalist where you get literally stuck in them where it's like okay one quick example when jesus was talking about eat my body drink my blood matthew 6 66 some of the disciples left and the reason why they left is they took them literally not realizing it was figurative so i just wanted to put that thanks for the everything blessings yes sir yes sir thank you uh let's go over to was that up next? Coach Fanny? Is that Coach Fanny? Before you go, I got something I want to share real quick. The minister said, try the assignment. Remember when he said, is there something that you want? A house, a car, something that you want to bring into existence that you never had. He said, try the assignment on something small first, then something bigger, and be grateful for what you got of the small now i will i will want okay this is far next i'm sorry but uh, i will want for us to really do that assignment sometime before next friday start with something small it ain't got to be no new car new house a new gear try something small that you have not been able to do because look at one of the assignments in the study guys now i don't know how many y'all know this study guide number three overcome difficulty uh do y'all know that the assignment is here's the assignment he said when you leave tonight we want you to purchase and take with you a product you are to sell the product before you come back next friday so that's the so that's the assignment take do go buy something small and try to sell look you are to sell the product before you come back next friday there is a difficulty factor in sales. Selling is accompanied by a certain degree of rejection. Do you fear the possibility that someone will tell you no? How do you handle that? You know that you have a good product. There is someone out there who wants the product. Will you be successful in getting to the many people who say yes? If you are immobilized by the fear of no? Woo! What is the reward of overcoming the difficulty? Is there an immediate reward? What is it? Is there a lasting reward? What is it? Next week, 
please come prepared to discuss your experience with the product you have chosen. So that's the assignment. We're giving the assignment today. And on Monday, we're going to revisit this assignment, okay? Because the minister's talking about belief. The minister's talking about overcoming the fear. So in this study guide, overcoming difficulty, that was the assignment. So next Monday, we're going to uh, come back on that. So y'all go buy something. Or if you already got something in your house and say, man, this is what I'm going to sell. Go out and try to sell it. And on Monday, we're going to talk about your experience. All right, Sister Farrah, go ahead. All right, assalamualaikum. Um, uh, what stood out to me was the last thing he said when he said the white man don't fear the gun because they got something bigger um what came to me was we shouldn't fear the white man enough to go and get the gun because we have something bigger you know if a lie is with us who can be against us there is no bigger weapon than the force and power of god himself um, I also said, uh, wrote down, um, if we feel the need to get the gun, that means we fear the white man more than we feel, more than we fear Allah and his power. We make the white man to be a God besides God, you know, when Allah is sufficient, but we rely on the white man to provide for us in our, um, for our needs. You know, in our head, subconsciously, really, uh, the white man is sufficient. We don't realize we're thinking like that, but um, we think as long as we have his job, you know, um, as long as we're on his assistance, you know, government assistance, we have his money, his guns, that we're all right. That's sufficient. But, you know, it should be a lot. That's all I had. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Sister Coach Fanny. The telegram is about to turn into a marketplace. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. We got the, uh, the we're going to call, we ain't going to copy the E-team. We, the A-team is in there. Uh-uh, they on security. All right, go ahead, uh, Coach Fanny. Hi, from Lakeham family. Well, Lake Salam. Thank you for doing this, Brother Ben. Very much appreciated. And it goes right into what the minister spoke about towards the end when he said, when God asks you what you've learned, how will you respond? You need to do something with what you've been taught. And so um, that stood out to me, if, again, with what you're doing right now, because oftentimes uh, people will take in knowledge and keep it for themselves and, and, and just make it very intimate, which is fine because the change is supposed to start with you. But what are you doing with it? Are you sharing it with others? Are you following up with other people? Are you holding their hand the way the minister, the way that the minister holds our hand and is forgiven in the same way that a lot is towards us? Um, that, that was my, my strongest takeaway because uh, through the years, uh, I've been. I've had knowledge of self for, for, for quite a long time. And one of my, one of the challenges that I found being in and out of the nation was um, I would find people will keep the knowledge and they will only spread it amongst those that are like them. When the minister has taught us over and over again that we need to be out there fishing, um, there are people that do it, but 
we, we, we have seen that uh, if people aren't on the same level as them, that they will hoard the information if you're not of the way where they are. And so, um, again, I appreciate this call because you are doing exactly what he has asked us to do is to go out there and get the lost found. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Praise be to Allah. All right, next up, we got Brother Coach Khan. Assalamualaikum. Peace. Man, this has got to be in my top 10 all time favorites of the minister right here. And he says so much, but one thing I want to bring back to everybody's attention was he said that understanding the man is the key to unlocking the power in the word is when we see the man correctly when we understand who master farad muhammad is when we understand who the honorable elijah muhammad is when we understand who the honorable lewis farrakhan is and when it comes to digital real estate and the tribe and digital income builders when you understand who brother ben is don't look at them from the word, y'all. Look at the man. And when you understand the man, you can unlock the power. A lot of us have become spiritually, intellectually constipated. We have absorbed, we have taken in information. But show me a man with faith. Show me a woman with faith, and I show you a man or a woman with works. How many fish have you caught in 2023? How many people have you brought up out of the grave? How many is in your basket? No real fisherman or fisherwoman gets joy in the catch of somebody else's fish. Oh, no, you got to get on the books, black man and woman. It's your time. How many fish are you going to catch today? Are we just going to sit on these calls, call after call, becoming spiritually constipated how many people are we gonna get how many people are we gonna get to this mighty word you don't had an ex for five years you don't had a muhammad for 10 years and you ain't got one person out of the mud we should be ashamed of ourselves it's our time to make it happen we waiting on god to come brother bishop but when is he gonna come in the person of you to go get the people the bible says show me a man with faith and i'll show you a man with works so by man's faith is it by a man or woman's work is the faith justified how many of us are justifying our faith today how many of us are justifying that muhammad justifying that x justifying saying i'm in digital real estate how can you say you have faith family and have not works that's all i want to do y'all let's go to work and get some points on this board i am grateful to allah for meeting brother ben and my word is my bond i say you are the god of the digital world brother and i am your elijah muhammad i know what i'm looking at that's why i can represent him and talk the way i talk i wish somebody was listening man if one person get on here and make something happen today i know i did my job back to you brother ben let's go man we got work to do <laughs> praise be to allah <laughs> Yes, sir. All right, we got Brother Age in 2020. Hello, young guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Brother Age in 2020 trying to get off that, trying to get off mute. She'll be at the bottom left. 
Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, family. How y'all doing today? Like salam, doing good. All right, all right. Now, uh, he said a couple of powerful things. Um, this section, when he was outlining Malachi 4 and 4 through 6, like I said, this was my first time actually hearing this particular lecture, and I was like, wow, you know, I mean, I was kind of blown away by that. And I'm going to watch it again. Like I always do, I always go through your power calls and I watch them again on YouTube because, you know, I got a, I got an iPad, as you can see. So um, the other thing he said was what I've heard him say before that that struck me. That the Jesus in the Bible didn't get the chance to talk to the multitudes. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, wasn't dealing with the people who was actually in bondage. So a lot of the stuff that is in the New Testament is prophecy, speaking on somebody else in a future time. And I'm starting to really, really understand that now. Um, the faith and the power in the word and then the power in the faith and being power on top of power, like you said, equal explosion or just equal, you know, more power or double the power for you to go out and do what you need to do. That's what I've been battling with a lot here lately. So um, with faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen, that let me know that uh, once I put my faith into something and go out and act on that, then I'll be able to reap the benefit. So, yeah, I'm I'm seeing a lot of different things now. And I, I really do love this lecture. These power calls have really been a, uh, beneficial to me as well and i'm going to do everything i can to see if i can invite some people in i might have a couple of people that want to come in here soon so i'm gonna do that but yeah that was that was powerful i mean i'm looking forward to part three tomorrow you know and the brother that's going to be on so that's all i want to say family so i'm like i'm salam. thank you sir uh brother daniel Assalamu alaikum family. Wow, Power. powerful, powerful, powerful. I thank you, brother Ben, and your beautiful wife, and um, and Coach Khan the Don, bro. That was powerful, bro. That was beautiful, beautiful. I, I thank a lot for your beautiful spirit. And I thank you for the challenge, and um, we need that. We need that energy. You know, I was thinking on um, on Miss Louis Farrakhan when he gave the example about um, one thing that stood out to me. When he brought up about uh, when God created the universe out of nothing, God destroyed the impossible. So when I thought about that, I thought about us and I thought about myself in particular being in a place called nowhere, like in my triple womb of darkness. And, you know, you close the gap. Speaking of closing the gap in Brother Jabril, you close the gap on the words nowhere. And you move take out the gap and you have the word now here so when i close the gap i move from nowhere to now here like hereafter everything that i'm looking for is right now right now here right within so when i've been looking here and there waiting for this to happen, waiting for this to get perfect, looking over here, like Jesus says, the kingdom of God is not when people say low here or low there, but the kingdom of God is within, it's now here. 
is right within. And so, um, so minister talked about faith. So faith that's that's not been tested can't be trusted. So when I thought about um, faith, I have an acronym for faith: feeling the law and the heat. So it's not until we go through the heat that we can actually actually. So when I look through the heat, when I look at all my irritants, all the things of my irritants is the key. I mean, this, this is this is a thought that came to mind. I'm gonna say this real briefly. It was a parable that Jesus gave in um in the book of Matthew 13, 45 that I was just looking at. And he talked, he gave an example of a parable that Jesus gave. He says it was a like a businessman who was looking for pearls. And when he found one pearl, he gave up everything he had for this one pearl. Everything he gave, he gave it away for one pearl. So when I study oysters that produce the pearls, because all of us can look at ourselves in a spot of being nowhere, and we can see ourselves just the Brother Daniel, I think you have muted yourself. You still got two minutes left, but I think you muted yourself. Go ahead. Whatever, whatever, can you hear me? heard? Yep. Whatever irritates me the most, that is the key that produces that kingdom, that one pearl. Because the oysters, it's sand that's, that's an irritant to the oyster. And they get clogged up between the shell and between the shell. And from this irritant the, of the sand, it produces a substance called nature as a, it's a, ease the itch and that becomes a harsh shell and then it gets irritated again by more sand and then it releases more substance called nature and it produces another shell or layer and each time it it has this irritant that it produces that pearl so the pearl is coming from that which irritated it so but in that substance of the sand is the crystals is the christ power so within every irritant we have, there's the essence of a law in that. There's a Christ power, like the crystallizing to the oneness of Christ as producing that makes that pearl. So all of us that we have, like Brother Condon said, being spiritually constipated. Uh, we, 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 some people call that shit, but I have an acronym <laughs> for shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I have an acronym for shit. Shit is something that's hidden in themselves. So all of us got something that's hidden inside of ourselves. That's irritant. And in the Holy Quran, it talks about that in between the feces and the blood, there's a pure milk that's agreeable to the drinkers. So wherever we can find that feces <laughs> that causing that constipation and that blood, <laughs> in between that, there's some milk. That's agreeable to the drinker that has 22 essential amino acids that can heal you from all diseases. So I had to search within myself and find up all those irritants. All those I think that was your time, brother. They, they, man, they muted me. They tried to mute you and <laughs> muted me. <laughs> but thank you, brother Daniel, for your, for your feedback, family. Anybody else have something that they would like to share Go ahead and raise your hand as we close out. Again, we will be doing this on Saturday morning.
to make up the last part of this. But tomorrow, oh, tomorrow we got we got we got brother Captain Dennis coming on. Now listen, if y'all got a man that you've been trying to get right, if you got a husband, a, a, a uncle granddaddy look cousin you want to have them on this call tomorrow y'all think i'm lying let me go find the clip i got a clip that went viral captain uh uh uh, uh captain dennis a long time ago hold on let me try to find it so y'all can see what we gonna a glimpse of what we gonna have access to tomorrow me and captain dennis did like a man i was with captain dennis for a whole year i mean not a whole year stop didn't stop lying a whole month um Man, it went viral too. Where is it at? We we went uh we had like a a thirty day uh a tour hitting the barber shops. Me and Captain Dennis, man, talking to the men, and I was so inspired. Let me see. Here go one. I'm just, these just these just a little few clips. I'm trying to find one where it went. I mean, one of these bad boys went super viral. He was talking in the barber shop. But let me give y'all a little glimpse of what y'all gonna get. Man, then everything else is we got to say he's a boy because the difference between a man and a boy is that a man run to responsibility while a boy runs from it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So the first thing we got to do now, let me tell you something. I'm the man in my house. That my wife, so help me God, her name is not on no bills. I pay all the bills. Let me tell you why. Because I had to pay the cost to be the boss. I don't send my woman down and get on Section 8, go and get on public assistance, going down there, and you can't you can't be in the house. You can't be on no 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 no, no lease. Right. You can't even be on no bills. Right. See, that ain't being a man. So when I say being a man is what makes you a man is that you accept the responsibility of being one. I'm the provider of my home. I'm the maintainer of my home. I'm the protector of my home. I don't make excuses. I can't tell my wife when the mortgage is done, I fall short of my, well, you know, baby, you're right, baby, you know, you know, no. Grown men don't make excuses. So. And here we are talking about making our community decent place, and we start making it you. Well, see, they won't let us. Who won't let us be a man? Why can't we make our community a safe and decent place? Who will tell me what I can't do? That's crazy. Ooh, hold on, let me. I gotta find the clip that went viral, man. I shoot, man. I don't know where that clip is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this one. Just because I see it, but man, it's one where he was going off, man, and I wanted y'all to see. But here go here go one right here where I was riding with him in the car. Kind of Come on, that brother. Kind of train. How could we, who've been blessed to walk with such a not only a man of God, but such a great visionary? How could we not individually alone do a little something in our personal life? How you gonna be broke walking with a rich man of God? How? When the knowledge that he give us is wealth itself. How? So the lesson says, take this mathematical theology and secure you some benefits while you live. Come on, brother. Luxury money, good home, friendship. 
and all of us. That's the greatest desire of your brother, your leader, and teacher. Well, you teach him. Well, what does it mean? Take some of this mathematical. Take the knowledge, damn it. Come on, brother. And use it to secure you some benefits while you live. Yes, sir. All right, I think I can type in maybe a uh, barber shop, and I'm gonna try to find this clip, man, because it's a. Uh, but any of y'all who familiar with Brother Captain Dennis, y'all know he be going off, and when he call you, expect to be on the phone listening for about an hour. Let me see. It's gonna take a minute for me to find it, y'all. So I'm. I try to have it as, uh-oh, here it is. We calling all the black men. Oh, I think I found it. This, Yeah, I think this is it. Let's check this one out. I think this is it. Well, this is at least one of them. We calling all the black men here in Fayetteville like we're doing around the country. We looking at the black man and woman is under attack. What we going to do, man? Sit around, look at the faces. Social media says a damn shame how they took that sister in, 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 in Waffle House and beat her down and showed her breath. It's a shame how they showed how the white boy took and shot our man seven times. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. Is that all we going to do? Hide behind a damn chair. Hide behind a mosque and a rock. But we'll go out there and face these damn devils who's killing our young people. Because what? We ain't got no nuts no more. We call ourselves men. Cowards. Too damn scared to put your life on the line for your women and children. And that's why the white men are coming out come here and do any damn thing to us. Because we allow it. Man, that's over with. And then we calling all men out. If you're going to be a man, be a man. If you're going to be a punk, then get the hell away from us. Shit, that's... I told you, he going to be fired up. Oh, he going to be fired up tomorrow, man. He going to be fired up tomorrow. He lit. I, I called him. Listen, y'all. I called him the other day. I said, Captain D, can you come on the call, man, and, uh, you know, come on through and, and, and do some manhood training? He didn't say, yes, sir, but man, what's the topic? Man, he talked to me for an hour. <laughs> he gave me the whole, he gave me the whole lecture before y'all seen it. I mean, he do this every time. Anybody know Captain D, y'all know that's what he do. Let me get to it. I see a few more hands. Go ahead, Brother Keon. Brother Keon. All right, let's go to Sister Sister uh, I Am Fashion. Sister Christina. Yes, um, peace, everyone. Um, it was a great right. message. I think I can type in maybe. That was an accident. Go ahead. It was a great message this morning. But what I got from the message is um, being great. Um, of course, being great is already within us. That's why in Joshua, um, God told Joshua that um, I, I will be with you. Okay, but. What I think being great is and having faith is, is actually taking action first. Even when you don't, when everything doesn't make logical sense, you take action and God is going to meet you in your action. It's not just sitting back and waiting and then thinking, oh yeah, I'm already great. So they couldn't continue to fall into place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You gotta be in action to be great, and God is gonna be with you. But you gotta put in the work. Yes, ma'am. 
Here's a here's another clip of our tour that me and Captain D did. Right here, man. I forgot how long we was together. God dog. They cool continue to spell with him. Yeah, they yeah. see me. Oh man. I bought that car for And you wonder why we so tough? Because we let somebody make us think it takes a game banger to get a game banger. That's BS. It takes a game banger to understand a game banger. Yes. But hell if you trying to reform him, you don't get a man who ain't reform to reform a man. Do that make sense? Take away his ability to see his family as a man. is somewhat like the church. We now got one on every corner, right? Right, And here's the beautiful thing about the barbershop. These young people who we're trying to talk to, they're not going to the church. They're not in the mob. But if we have to go and talk to them, where do we go? We go to meet them where they at. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's it, family. That was a tour we did on the on the East Coast. We went we hit Delaware, New York. I think we did Harlem. Uh, shoot, we had a lot of little cities out there, man. Uh, brother Keon, let's see if we get you. We, let's see if we can get you now, brother Keon. Mm, well, like salon, you coming in a little choppy. Yep, it's coming in choppy. Yeah, that thing, man, that thing, yeah. It was really, yeah, it was really, 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 we couldn't hear nothing you were saying. But yeah, man, tomorrow morning, uh, we got Captain D. Now, again, remember, even if I don't send a text message out, it's the same Zoom link and passcode just in case I'm not able to come on. Matter of fact, Uncle Jojo, I know you still here. Man, I want you to invite all the boys on, man. Invite all the boys on. They got to hear from Captain D. Oh, man. You yes, gonna, sir. You're going to like Captain D, man, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. All right, y'all. So I'll see you guys, inshallah, tomorrow morning. Assalamu alaikum.